Welcome to In the Black with your host, Bob Dickerson. Our program takes a look at the socioeconomic issues affecting black America. From education to news and politics to business matters, we have the stories and guests that you need to hear about. Now, here is Bob Dickerson. Hey, this is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. Uh, this is my second show, and um, and I'm going to do much better than I did on my first show, I hope. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. hope you got a chance to listen to it. I did get a chance to listen to it. You know, I really was hesitant because most people don't like what they sound or look like, and I'm one of those people. But I have a great producer, Kiki Simone, who is uh, here uh, giving me encouragement, instructions, telling me all of the things. And when I say all, that all that's all caps in bold letters, using about an 18 to 20 font. All the things I did wrong on the first show. So we're going to try to do better. In the black, uh, you know I spell it differently. No vowels, just N-T-H-B-L-K. I came up with that sort of inadvertently. I was I was working with a group, and their name was Black Down, and so, but they spelled it like that. Well, I spelled it like that. It was my group, and uh, and so I just kind of translated that. I kind of like the way it looks. So uh, so that's how I came up with that. We almost called the show Blackonomics on our gospel radio program, but it's in the black. It's the time when the word black means something positive when you're. Income exceeds your outflow. Uh, when your bottom line is black as opposed to being red, you're in the black. And so you're in the black with Bob D. Hey, you can check me out. You can, uh, you can tweet us at in the black. Uh, be sure to do that. Or you can look us up on Facebook, Bob Dickerson. It was so funny. You know, I am not the only Bob Dickerson. Do you know I am not the only Bob Dickerson? So we looked at Facebook associated with the radio program and lo and behold, there was another Bob Dickerson and it wasn't me. And so, uh, so I think you got the right Bob Dickerson. Now, if you're looking at me associated with the voice America radio program, but you can get me, uh, Bob Dickerson on Facebook. Uh, I know I've got, uh, more than the allotted number of friends, but, uh, but hit, hit me up and, uh, become a fan. Uh, you can also get me on LinkedIn. So, so we're doing all the social social media. Uh, as a matter of fact, another Twitter is at B Dickerson Jr. So, so check it out. Uh, you can also check out my website, uh, which is bobdickerson.com, bobdickerson.com. So, uh, you know, we do a lot of um, consultation, providing advice, coaching for businesses. If you need any of that, wherever you are, uh, you can go to the website, connect with Bob D, reach out to me there. We'll get back to you. And if there's any way that we can help you, we will. Now, we normally will say this to a lot of the people here in Alabama, that uh, if you're trying to get a loan and I can't help you get one, then you probably just can't get one. So uh, so anyway, keep that in mind. We're willing and uh, and able to help if we can. You know, we're going to talk a lot about uh, economics, black economics. So that's economics from a black point of view. Uh, we're going to talk about the economic robberies and detours that black America has faced. We're going to talk about closing the racial wealth gap because that's very important. And, and we'll talk about closing wealth gaps, period, because uh, there are wealth gaps in America with the 1% owning 90% of the, the assets and the wealth. So there's a wealth gap that's not racial, and we're going to talk about that. We'll be talking a bit more uh, in, in future shows about our school system, it's about uh, the connection between academic proficiency and economic conditions. Uh, we'll be talking about the, whether or not the schools are preparing our students for the real world and real work opportunities. This is very, uh, very important. And, and something that is near and dear to my heart, what I do every day is the small business development and finance, uh, why to go into business, how to go into business, when to go into business, who can help you, how to get financing, how to gain and retain customers, uh, all of those things, how to get a bank to say yes. Uh, that's one of the things that we specialize in and think we have a, 
a great bit of expertise in. I mentioned last week I was a banker. And so uh, once the show gets rolling in a couple of weeks, we're going to be having, uh, we're going to have uh, some guests that can come on and add to the knowledge that we put out here. And so, uh, so welcome to In the Black. You know, we want, we're happy to have you here. Um, if you're looking to learn more about me and what we do in our organizations, then you can check us out. Uh, you can check out the Birmingham Business Resource Center at mybbrc.biz. Uh, you can check out our development company, Foundation Capital, at foundationcapital.biz. Uh, we also have a Community Reinvestment Act consortium here in Alabama that we run out of our shop. It's called Building Alabama Reinvestment. And we're getting ready for something that we enjoy doing each and every year in February. It is the A.G. Gaston Conference. I talked a bit about Dr. A.G. Gaston last week. I was just looking today and noticed that I have his book, Green Power, sitting right behind me uh, on my bookshelf. It's a book that I refer to from time to time. He's a person that I refer to all the time because his recommendations for success uh, made him a very successful multimillionaire. Uh, Black Enterprise Magazine named him Entrepreneur of the Century. He hired me in 1984. That was actually the best thing he ever did, especially for me. But uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about that a little bit on the show. You know, honesty, integrity, and dependability are buzzwords that a number of businesses and business people use to describe themselves. And uh, when I first talked about being on Voice of America, Force America, I was going to do a show called The Book on Business, and the book being the Bible. That sort of grew out of a workshop and seminar that I developed called Bible Basics for Business Owners. So we've done the Bible Basics for Business Owners workshops, you know, a few times across uh, Birmingham. And they, they've gone over very well because what we've been able to do with those is to, to share biblical principles um, for business ownership. And, and there are some. Uh, and so I was, I really liked doing that. And, um, and we, we came very close to doing the book on business that would have been on a more religious uh, channel here, a business channel here, as opposed to variety. I like the variety because I get a chance to talk about some of everything. But, but, but I'm convinced that there are far too many people who think that in order to get ahead, then you have to be conniving, sneaky, corrupt. You've got to do something wrong, untoward. And, uh, and, and in all of my years of banking and finance, I actually found the opposite to be true. Uh, I actually found that uh, successful business owners that I've run across, for the most part, were, were honest. Um, you know, they were dependable. They had integrity. And so, you know, oftentimes I'm asked to talk about what are the characteristics of successful business owners? And I thought I'd just talk about a few uh, with you uh, this segment. And, and the number one thing that a business owner has to be is knowledgeable. Uh, it, it doesn't matter uh, what you're doing. You better know a lot about it. Uh, and not only you should you know a lot about it you've got to increase your knowledge and your information on a continual basis and so knowledge is important persistency uh business owners that i've seen succeed are persistent they don't take no for an answer uh they don't let one or two or five defeats defeat them you know they keep coming back and they're energetic uh, they bring a lot of energy as a matter of fact it's difficult to imagine a successful business owner being lethargic and lazy and unenergetic. I mean, that's one of the things they are. They are persuasive. Uh, these are folks that usually can talk you into, you know, buying a snow cone when it's snowing. You know, that's, a, that's persuasive. You know, or, or a heat lamp, you know, when you're in Alabama in July and it's 95 degrees in the shade. Uh, they have leadership ability. Uh, and, and in order to lead, you must be a servant. And so that servant leadership is, uh, is usually apparent in successful business owners. But 
they also have these three things. I mentioned them early, earlier, honesty, dependability, and integrity. Nobody goes out and says, I want to do business with Joe because I don't trust him. Or I'm going to do business with Mary because I think she's shady. No. Business owners that are successful have developed a reputation for being honest. People trust them. They believe that if they say they're going to be there at 2 o'clock, that's what time they're getting there. No, it's actually 155. They say if it costs $200, then it's not going to cost 350 They say if they're going to get it done by Tuesday, then they're not going to get it done, you know, next Thursday. And so these characteristics are really important. And, and to be honest with you, these are great characteristics for anybody. Uh, whether you're in business or whether you're a husband, a wife, uh, whether you work for a company, these are fine characteristics for anyone. Because if you're dependable, if you're honest, if you have integrity, then you make the best parents, you make, you make the best teachers, you people who have those characteristics make the best coworkers, the best husbands, wives, and friends. And so, so it's very important as a business owner that you exhibit those characteristics. Now, I could have listed, I'm sure, 20 more, and they all would have been correct. But just keep in mind that it's very important for a customer to be able to trust you. And trust usually is given to folks who exhibit those characteristics. And so that if you're out there and you are thinking you're one of those people who thinks that nice guys finish last, you know, you might. And I'm going to get uh, a little religiously philosophical on you right here. So if you think nice guys finish last, then what you're doing is you're measuring success by man-made terms. And if you measure success solely by man-made terms, every now and then you might agree that nice guys finish last. But, you know, when God measures us, then his weights are going to be towards righteousness as opposed to might. Um, he's going to weigh, weigh heavily your contributions as opposed to your rewards. And whether or not you told the truth as opposed to being decept deceptive. So we're going to come back in uh, just a few moments. Uh, we're going to shift the conversation just a bit. You're listening to Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. We're looking forward to the rest of the show. Stay right there. Don't you go anywhere. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events Check out the Voice America Variety Channel on Facebook. This is the place to share and read stories about and from our hosts and shows. And you can add your voice on today's hot topics. Like us and comment on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Voice America Variety. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. 
You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Okay, welcome back. This is Bob Dickerson within the Black. Uh, you know that we I had a good time doing that. Uh, just thinking about what makes people successful. Um, what what makes you really successful is that you're a good person, that you have integrity. Uh, you know, we're all going to be judged, and and in the end, we want to be judged as being honest. Uh, I can't wait to to do some of those Bible basics for business owners. Uh, on in the black and I'm going to list uh, some scripture and we're going to relay that to business. We'll do that uh, from time to time off and on, on this program. Hey, remember uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter. It's at in the black and that's N T H B L K N T H B L K. Or you can reach out to me uh, through uh, Facebook, Bob Dickerson through LinkedIn, Robert Dickerson. And, uh, and you can connect, with Bob D on my website, uh, which is bobdickerson.com. You know, we'll, we'll be talking about uh, a whole lot of stuff. I mentioned something that's going to be happening here in Birmingham in February. We have done uh, 15 for the past 15 consecutive years, a conference called the AG Gaston conference. Now I, I want you to go on Google because you can find out anything now within a matter of seconds. My wife does. She can find out anything in a matter of seconds. If there's ever any question that I don't know the answer to, and that's probably several times a day, she can just whip out that phone and she's telling me the answer in little or no time. And so I want you to check out AG Gas and I want you to go on 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 uh, Google or Wikipedia, wherever you go and, and look him up. But well, we do a conference for A.G. Gaston because I think that he was a phenomenal man. No, I know that he was a phenomenal man. Uh, he was a man who was born poor, the grandson of slaves in Demopolis, Alabama. And really, not only did he make a life for himself, uh, he made a life for a lot of people. So, uh, so, so that's important. And, and just thinking about Gaston, uh, who was an African-American, again, born poor, grandson of slaves, uh, he did some phenomenal things. But in America, we now need bold and transformative action to level the playing field and to close this racial wealth gap that we have in this country. Now, you know, honestly, and, and I'll say this, I debate with my friends of all uh, races and, and beliefs. And, uh, and, and this conversation about black people having an interesting relationship with money came about. And so black people have an interesting relationship with money. You know, we get that. Um, but a white colleague of mine suggested that black people are bad with money. Now, those are his words, and they weren't mine. And so I thought about it for a while, thought about his statement for a while. And, um, and, and so, you know, I want us to think about it the following way. So number one, blacks are no worse with money than any other group. No, we're not. But in America, blacks have consistently and persistently been robbed. So this robbery of wealth, of wealth gaining opportunities, sort of fuels blacks sometimes and somewhat estranged relationship with money. Simply stated, uh, people with more money will automatically be perceived to be good with money. They're automatically going to be perceived to be good managers, good stewards. They're going to be perceived to be smart and successful. And with people and, and people with less are perceived to be the opposite, bad decision makers, ignorant. You know, you get the picture. And in this nation of such great wealth, I mean, such great wealth, such great wealth, I want to stop there and put a pin in the fact that we are the wealthiest nation um, 
well, close to it now. Other nations are catching up, but we have great wealth in this nation. Uh, we are so wealthy that shouldn't be poverty. We're so wealthy that everybody ought to be living uh, a, a good life. You know, I'm not saying on a Taj Mahal or being rich. We have so much wealth, but it's being hoarded. But in this, in this country of such great wealth, we have the propensity to blame the victim. So if you're poor, it's your fault. You know, if, if, you, if, if, if you've had a bad run, it's your fault. And so, unfortunately, we have created and sanctioned programs and policies and procedures that have robbed black folks economically and then blame the black folks for being poor. And that's sad and it's a shame and we have got to stop that in America. And so when you think about it, the main contributor of the racial wealth gap in America is racism. I mean, racism is what caused slavery. Um, racism affects the cost of credit for black folks, the value of real estate, the wages paid. So if you black, you earn less, you pay higher interest rates, the real estate experiences no real appreciation and value. And so there really can't be any doubt, at least in my mind there isn't, that the economic conditions that plague black America are institutional. And I think everybody has to admit that. Now, a lot of times it's hard uh, for white people to admit that because they, they feel like they're being blamed. And, and I couldn't tell you how many times I've heard folks say, well, I didn't do that. My forefathers didn't own slaves. Uh, my, uh, you know, I, I, I love everybody. And, and then you have folks that say, well, you know, that was so long ago that uh, it really shouldn't matter now. Just get over it. We heard that the other day uh, from somebody in a high political office. Just get over it. It's just the way it is. But, but a lot of the problems, realistically, were caused by government-sanctioned and government-mandated economic robberies and detours. Again, starting with slavery, which was legal. It was government sanctioned. Uh, Jim Crow was government sanctioned. Redlining of uh, communities was government sanctioned. Uh, creating the good zones, you know, that's where the white folks were, and the bad zones, those were government sanctioned. And so these seeds of injustice have been sown into the American soil, and it is in. It's, it's grown a crop. It's grown a crop. You know, you, you know, you reap what you sow. Well, we've sown injustice into American soil. It's produced a crop. And that crop is poverty. That crop is depression. Uh, that crop, to a great extent, is hopelessness. And so I firmly believe that in order to ever solve a problem, the first thing you have to do is admit that there is one. We're never going to solve the problem of closing a racial wealth gap or the racial wealth gap until more of us, and not just the intelligentsia, and not just academics, you know, and not just black folks, you know, understand and admit that there is one. I think that all major stakeholders, major, sta major stakeholders in government, major stakeholders in business, and, uh, and believe this, major stakeholders that represent religion and religious institutions in this country uh, must come clean. Um, so there has to be some resolve uh, to closing this racial wealth gap. And that resolve has to come from people with the power to do something about it. Trust me, if you had been made to work for free for 250 years at a time when your owners and the people that they traded with were building fortunes, 
if you had been freed physically, but not freed financially, and certainly not freed emotionally, if you had to live in a country that treated you and actually legislated that you were less than, less than, that you were three-fifths of, that's much less than. If you had always had to be the last hired and first fired, if someone just because of the color of your skin could decide to discriminate against you, to pay you less, to fire you, to intimidate you, and that still goes on today, then your relationship with money would be estranged as well. Um, your fortunes would not be so fortunate. Um, your pockets would not be so full. Um, you would be struggling. Uh, you would be scuffling to get by. Um, you would have problems that plague your very existence, every bit of it, from your family, from your resource development, um, your psychology, your psyche would be, would be impacted. And so you got to keep in mind that the main contributor to the racial wealth gap in this country, in these United States of America, is racism. Brothers and sisters of all races and all beliefs, we have got to come to grips with that. Because if America does not do something to make sure that we encourage entrepreneurship, that we help everybody, everybody, black or white, get a piece and a bigger piece of this economic pie, then we're going to continue to lose ground to places like China and other countries in the world. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black. I am on the Voice America Radio Network, and we will be right back. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events Check out the Voice America Variety Channel on Facebook. This is the place to share and read stories about and from our hosts and shows. And you can add your voice on today's hot topics. Like us and comment on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Voice America Variety. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Hey, this is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on Voice America, having a lot of fun. Uh, you know, check us out 
if you want to communicate with us, it's at in the black on Twitter. That's at N T H B L K in the black. I know I spelled it like that intentionally. I do know how to spell a lot of words, <laughs> maybe not everyone, but a lot of them, but we got spell check now. And, you know, it's kind of hard to misspell a word, but it's still easy to uh, misuse one, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, I, I was an English minor. Don't, you know, don't hold that against me. And I'm not sure I should have said, I probably shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have admitted it. But, uh, but, but it kills me sometimes when I see people who do, they use there instead of there, uh, T-H-E-R-E instead of E-R, you know, yeah. how did I get into that? But anyway, uh, we're going to have a good time. Uh, we're going to talk about some stuff on this radio program. Uh, some of it may be provocative. Some of it just may be interesting. I hope it's both. You know, I really do. I hope it's both. Uh, I want to give a shout out to, um, to my producer, Kiki Simone, who keeps me on time, on target, on point. Uh, I really appreciate that. And, um, and I mentioned uh, in the earlier segment, we are lining up some great speakers to talk on issues uh, like economics, like black economics, like business finance. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about politics from time to time. Sometimes you get in trouble. What, what's the thing? You don't go to Thanksgiving dinner and you can't talk about politics and religion because <laughs> that's when the arguments start, right? You get, you get 10 people in the room and you talk about politics and religion, you're going to have a big, big argument. So in my family, you, you know, when we get, well, it's not just my family because, you know, we all kind of like the same football teams. But when you get folks outside the family and, and my son-in-law being one who likes another football team, a rival team, sometimes you can't talk about football. So I keep that in mind, you know, um, in his I Have a Dream speech, um, Dr. King paraphrased scripture from the Old Testament book of Amos. Uh, it was Amos 5.24, it said, but let, let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. And, and we talked a bit about the racial wealth gap and, um, and, and the fact that uh, we live in a country where there is very little justice. Uh, and, and in this case, especially economic justice. So, so listen at this, when you're thinking about righteousness rolling down like an ever-flowing stream and that righteousness being just. We live in America at a time when 1% own as much as the other 90%. 1% of people own 90% of the wealth. I don't know how you could consider that a just economy or economic justice. Uh, we live in an America when productivity is at an all-time high, an all-time high. But real wages, real wages, real wages isn't what you make, it's what your money can buy. Real wages is where it was 47 years ago, almost a half century since America got a raise. When you really look at it, a half century since America got a raise. Uh, we live in an America where technology and information and innovation are leading our economy, and we have a great economy. But that same America we still grapple with disgust, distrust, despondency, and despair. Hardly a just economy. Hardly a just economy. You're in the tech business. We're in the innovation businesses. We're in the information age. We're the, as productive as we've ever been or more productive than we've ever been. America, middle-class America, the average American what we used to call the working stiff, the working class, it getting ahead. And not getting ahead is creating this distrust, this, this distrust, uh, this despondency, this anger and despair. And that's what's happening in the unjust, uneconomically just 
country that we live in. So, so we live in America where student loan debt is a trillion and a half. Credit card debt is about the same. And unfortunately, and this is very sad, we live in an America where those in power are siding with the rich and the powerful. They're siding with the few to the detriment of the masses and the workers. That's where we are. You know, um, FDR, after the Great Depression, and you, you all know history, he created the New Deal. Well, you know, I think what we need in America is we need a fair deal. And I have a, a friend who in D.C. who is working on something called a fair deal. Uh, but we need a fair deal for working class folks who are every day trying to do their best to get ahead. We need a fair deal for students, you know, who are trying to get an education. Uh, we need a fair deal and not just for black folks. You know, we have a racial wealth gap, but we need a fair deal for brown folks, for women, for poor whites. We need a fair deal for everyone. And we don't have one. Uh, economic justice has got to be the next journey, the next leg in our journey for equity and opportunity. So, so I mentioned a couple of things because I know this segment is going to run out. I got a few minutes before it does, but, but I want you to check out a guy named uh, Brian Stevenson. There's a movie coming coming out. Um, uh, and I, I guess I, uh, on him um, just, it, it may be out now. I'll check. I'll check during the break and I'll make sure I get back to you. But I heard him speak and, um, and he said something that really resonated with me and it stuck with me. And this was maybe six or seven years ago, but he made a statement. He said that the opposite of poverty is not wealth. The opposite of poverty is justice. Wow. If you think about it, you think about poverty and wealth being the things that sort of oppose each other. You got poverty, which is down here. And then you got wealth, which is up there. But, but, but Stevenson, who is a great speaker, a lawyer, a man who runs the Equal Justice Initiative uh, in Montgomery, Alabama, um, if you ever get a chance to hear him you know, or, or learn more about him, please do so. The opposite of poverty isn't wealth. The opposite of poverty is justice. And if we have a just economy, then we start to tackle and start to try to defeat poverty. And so... In thinking about Martin Luther King and, and a man who we, we've honored, um, he was a, a great orator, of course. Um, he was a minister. Um, he was a man who had tremendous courage, and, and certainly he had to have that kind of courage, courage to lead a civil, uh, a civil rights movement at a time when he did, when the Klan was still and, and hey, they, they're raising up again. But when, you know, when you could literally be hanged if you were black and when, you know, the racial attitudes were, were mean spirited. Well, some of that is coming back, unfortunately. But you can imagine the kind of courage that he had to have to lead that movement. Well, we have to have courageous people to lead the economic justice movement. Uh, we have to have smart people to lead the economic justice movement. Uh, we have to fight for economic justice. We have to use our skills, our strategies, and everything that we can do. We have to do it because it has to be attained. We have to achieve, achieve it. And so here's what I think just to, to wrap this up. And, and the movie is Just Mercy, and it comes out. December 21st, 25th, which is Christmas Day. How about that? I told you about that, Google. So, so in order to achieve this justice, then fair-minded people must share their affluence. Uh, enlightened corporate leaders have to embrace their responsibility to society. And social and economic justice advocates and activists, as well as civil rights leaders, have to refuse to sit down and refuse to shut up. So we all have a role to play. We all have something that we need to do. Uh, just like Martin Luther King 
responded to the call for civil rights and civil justice and treating black people the same as white folks really hadn't got that yet, but it's still something that we're striving for. Uh, just like other civil rights heroes from the past, you know, put themselves on the line to make sure that there was equal access and equal opportunity. Just as Rosa Parks refused to get up out of that bus seat, just like the Greensboro college students sat in at that lunch counter, just as Freedom Riders rode from the north to the south all of that, just as that happened, just, just as that, that happened, we've got something to do. You know, I was just thinking again about Stevenson and Martin Luther King. We cannot stop fighting for justice until this justice Justice that's the opposite of poverty, rolls down like water, and righteousness like a mighty screen. This is Bob Dickerson, and we'll be back with more of In the Black after these messages. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events Check out the Voice America Variety Channel on Facebook. This is the place to share and read stories about and from our hosts and shows. And you can add your voice on today's hot topics. Like us and comment on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Voice America Variety. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Hey, this is Bob Dickerson. We're back with In the Black. Uh, as we were closing out that last segment, something started happening. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of interesting over here on this end. I don't know how many of you have ever, you know, sat here and you got this screen that's recording in front and I have a, uh, an iPad on one side and a couple of devices on the other. And, uh, and boy, I tell you, you start looking at the wrong thing and and anything might happen. I, I don't know. My fingers might get a little bit carried away, and I'm sure that happens. But 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 just to, to to just recap, we have to fight for economic justice. is very important, uh, and we can't stop until the opposite of poverty, that kind of justice that Brian Stevenson um, talks about. And uh, and I can't wait to see that movie. Uh, just mercy that's going to come out on Christmas day. So, you know, I'm normally not the kind of person to go to the movies on Christmas, 
but I might have to fight the crowd and uh, and go check out a movie, even with all of the other family obligations that we have. So, well, no, I probably won't get a chance to go to the movies on Christmas, just to be honest with you. Well, it just worked out that way. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on Voice America Radio. If you're listening to us in the Eastern Time Zone, we come on at 2 p.m., 1 Central, 12 Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. I had to work on that. I had to work on making sure that I knew what time we came on because, you know, you'd be surprised. I mentioned this last week. You'd be surprised how many people, you know, get that the opposite and they think that the uh, Central is actually ahead of uh, Eastern time. So, but if it's, if it's two Eastern, it's one central and, and time goes like the sun, the sun rises in the East. So it gets early in the East before it gets early in the West. And, you know, consequently it gets late in the East <laughs> before it gets late in the West. So, so just want to keep that in mind. Uh, we, we talked today about the racial wealth gap and, and what we're going to do to try to close it and who has to be involved. And I, and I really enjoyed the first segment kind of talking about business owners and, and some of their characteristics and what do you have to do in order to be successful as a business owner. And, uh, and just, just this whole issue about uh, economic justice, making sure that we create a just economy for us to, to live in, it's really important. Uh, and it's not just racial economic justice, even though uh, the, the, the racial wealth gap is, is troubling uh, and it should be. Uh, there, there are some, some institutional reasons that it occurred, but, but wealth gaps, period, are not good for our country to live in a nation that is as wealthy as America and to have people who are impoverished, who want to work and even people who are the working poor who actually get up and they go to one or two jobs every day and they still can't make ends meet because there's somebody hoarding some wealth. Uh, there's somebody so wealthy that they could give away 90% of their wealth and not know it. But we still have people out, you know, who are suffering. I, I was sad. I was in New York earlier this week, my wife and I, and as we were going to LaGuardia Airport, I looked under the interstate and I was sad to see, you know, the, the, the cities of people who live outside and, and, um, Wednesday in New York, the high was probably 40. And just think about the fact that somebody slept out there in 20 something degree temperatures because they don't have a place to sleep. And in most cities, we tear down houses every day. We tear down buildings every day. Uh, we have people who are so wealthy until, again, they could give away 90% of their resources and not know it. It wouldn't change their lifestyle. Moreover, it wouldn't change their great, 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 great grandchildren's lifestyle. And so... We have, have, we have to have the resolve and we have to have the love for humanity. We call ourselves a Christian nation, but whether you're a Christian or a Muslim or, but if you're anybody who believes in a God, then you know that the one thing that, that every religion has taught is you have to do for the least of these. And it is important and incumbent upon us to take care of the poor, the widows, and the children. And so I, I encourage you to do that. Uh, we also in America have to do a better job of, of fighting and pointing out this racial um, bigotry because it's, it's, it has become this racial hatred. It isn't just a product of ig ignorance anymore. Um, it's well-conceived, it's well-defined, uh, and not only does it discriminate, but it puts people at risk. And so 
when you get into a situation where hate groups are no longer covering their heads and they're no longer concealing their identities and it's not just relegated to the South or to the KKK or, you know, to, to some, you know, person that we might consider what a, a redneck. No, that's not what it, it, it's not there anymore. This, this new bigotry, is being carried out everywhere. It's in, it's in being carried out in the halls of government. Uh, it's being carried out in corporate boardrooms. It's being carried out in these sophisticated military outposts, uh, which aren't affiliated with the government or any law enforcement. Uh, it's both covert and overt, and it's really dangerous. Um, we have got to get a grip, America, on hatred. Uh, there is no reason, no reason for us to tolerate hate. Um, we, we all have too many hate crimes. And, I, and a hate crime isn't just a crime against someone who is of the opposite race or opposite religion. We have people who just hate. And they hate and they take guns and they shoot people that they don't know. That's hate. Uh, that's terrorism. Uh, it's domestic terrorism at its worst. We've got to do better, America. We've got to create systems and create affinity and love. And I know that's kind of cliche, and we don't like to talk about it. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an old school guy, and, uh, and, you know, I think about some of the old songs from the 70s that says what the world needs now loves is love sweet love well you know that is so true it has never been more true in this country and in this world today that we need love to intervene change our ways change us and make us better this is bob dickerson i've enjoyed today's show hope you did too we're going to get better at this every week uh check us out at in the black on Twitter, that's N-T-H-B-L-K. BobDickerson.com is the website. You can get us on the rest of the social media. We're on the Voice America Radio Network. This is Bob Dickerson. Good night. Thank you for tuning in. Please join host Bob Dickerson for another edition of In the Black next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.